Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Howdy. Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast. Yeah, I'm Mike Kapler. That's Joel Brzezinski right over there. Glad Howdy, you found hi. us. Hey, Joel, I saw where some people were, were posting on the YouTube Growing in Grace on programs the that they had just found us. Yeah. That's exciting. I mean, we're getting uh, new listeners all the time. I think we're up to five now, so that's pretty <laughs> awesome. No. We've doubled in the last year. <laughs> yeah, I know it's exciting because, uh, like we've said a lot, you know, this isn't uh, something that we do to you know gratify ourselves, but we we're so happy when these words of life that we're sharing get into the ears and then the minds and the hearts of people, hopefully, and they're set free. They're, they're made free by the grace of God, by the love of God. And so when people tune in and share it with other people, hopefully, you know, you get the feeling that you're sharing life with people. So that's exciting. It's when, when new people not only listen, because I think someone, one comment had said they'd been listening for four years. And I don't know if we'd ever heard from them before. So we know there's people out there who have been listening for a long time. And that's great. We're so thankful to have you here. Yeah, you know, I I, I probably wouldn't correspond. I mean, getting correspondence from people, getting replies from people, getting input from people, those are the rare exception. And we know that from our, right. our radio days where you would just hear from a, a sliver of the audience. But they usually represented the vast majority of, of people who, who weren't responding, who weren't communicating and letting you know that they were out there. So when you did get those correspondence or some sort of input from somebody, you, you, you know, it, it held a lot of weight and, and you appreciated getting it, uh, whether it be good, bad or ugly. Sometimes the bad and the ugly would get a little frustrating. But in our case, we're bound to be saying things here on the podcast that will go against the grain of what many people have been taught through different various forms of religious or church teaching or whatever, things that may not really line up with the gospel. And now that you're beginning to see the smoke clear just a little bit, <laughs> you're <laughs> thinking, what have I been missing out on? Well, welcome to eternity. From this point forward, let's enjoy every minute of it, whether we're still in these bodies on earth or whether we're uh, departing and, and moving on. But um, this is a good news message, which uh, is going to be timeless, that's for sure. Yeah, the good news, that's what it's all about. Jesus said, <laughs> repent and believe the good news. That's really the goal. When it came to his earthly ministry, and when it came to revealing to Paul, the gospel, you know, the good news, Paul said that the gospel had been revealed to him directly by by Jesus, and it, the good news was the was the whole point. And kind of getting into what we're going to be talking about today, you know, I used to re I used to read some of the things that Jesus said, and I thought, where's the good news there? I I don't get it, and it <laughs> and it kind of scared me. I was scared by a lot of the things that Jesus said, certain things that he said to do, uh, or else, you know, if you don't do this, you're not going to have eternal life. And uh, I'm like, but yet, you know, Paul said that it's it's not by our work, this, it's by nothing that we do that we have eternal life, that we have salvation. We're, we're justified by grace through faith apart from anything we do. So what's the deal here? What's 
what's Jesus getting at? Is is Jesus different than Paul? And and people would people would say, are you going to choose Jesus or are you going to choose Paul? <laughs> and and you know, fortunately, eventually, I and it, you know, it I was just confused by some of the things that Jesus said. I still believe that what Paul wrote was was right, but I, I was just confused by a lot of things. And so the the words of Jesus sometimes, as we'll get into today, weren't necessarily life and weren't necessarily gospel. And and like you said, we're going to say some things on this podcast. We have over the last almost 15 years that kind of hmm make a person go, hmm, but we'll talk about it. We'll explain what we're, what we're trying to get at here. And, and hopefully it will get into your hearts and minds and, and settle some uh, issues maybe that you have there. Well, maybe we can talk about repentance another time, but when Jesus was uh, talking about repenting and believing the good news, believing the gospel, um, he was talking to Jewish people under the law, so he was trying to get them to change, change their way of thinking and turn to something else. Turning to him, of course, was going to be the ultimate goal, the one who could give life, because what they were trying to do by following the rules of the law, those commandments which came through Moses— it wasn't working. It wasn't bringing life. It couldn't make them righteous no matter how hard they tried to keep it. And so that was a big deal because of what you were just talking about there, Joel. Uh, for, for years, many years of my Christian life, I was um, in a bit of a stupor for some of the same reasons that you just mentioned in that, like most Christians, because this is how we were taught, I thought that Jesus was usually speaking to us when he was speaking to his disciples or others. I thought that it also applied to us. Most of the time, it didn't, as it turns out. He was ministering under the law as a prophet or a minister under the old covenant. That's how he was born. That's how he ministered. The new covenant didn't begin with his birth. Jesus wasn't bringing some sort of brand new introduction with his teachings that would be applied to a new covenant, but he was ministering old covenant concepts to people who were under the law. But you see, if you think that Jesus is always talking to you, and you think the new covenant began in Matthew 1.1, or that it began with his birth, and that Jesus was ushering in teachings that should be applied as some sort of a new covenant application, if you're, if you're under that assumption, then you will filter everything that he said, and even other scriptures before and after the arrival of Jesus to the earth, if you're in that mindset, you will filter everything through that mindset, and it causes a distraction and a wandering away from the gospel. I'm not saying people aren't saved when they have that mindset. I'm just saying that there's a lot of misunderstandings taking place about the gospel, including the golden rule. Um, now, we saw a social media post. I don't know if you have that in front of you, Joel. I'll give you a chance to to speak about it here in a second. But uh, we saw a social media post that, that sounds right. It sounds religiously correct, but it's not the gospel. Do you have that? Do you have that there? Yeah. You want me to read the comment? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's I'm not being legalistic. I just take every word that comes out of my Lord's mouth as life. And if he tells me to do it. I strive to do it. Hmm. Yeah, talking about, uh, yeah, that, that wasn't actually the, the, the post I was thinking oh, of. Oh, that's not the one you're thinking of? Yeah, it, but that's okay. Um, oh, okay, they, I know which one you're talking They're kind of about. saying the same thing. Right, and here's, here's the other one. Uh, the other person said, if I could boil down what this person said, uh, my faith 
Um, he told his wife that his faith could be boiled down to the golden rule and the greatest commandment. And then um, she responded uh, with something. He said, no, I'm just trying to do what Jesus said was most important, you know, following the words of Jesus. Following the golden rule. Well, doesn't that sound correct, though, Joel? I mean, if you're just a regular Christian going to church week in and week out, hearing the things that you hear, and you hear, well, Jesus, you know, kind of taught us the golden rule. This was something Jesus taught us as Christians to do, when in reality, he was referring back to this wasn't some new rule. This wasn't some new Christian rule. It wasn't a new covenant rule. It was the law. It was the old covenant. And remember what Paul, see, Jesus would say these things to Jewish people to try to get them, um, to, to exasperate them a little bit, to realize, to, to bring frustration, to, to get them to a place where they, they realized that they couldn't get to where they wanted to go, a place of righteousness, by doing the works of the law. That's what Jesus was attempting to do. And if we could just look at the revelation of Paul's writings and some of the other apostles in the New Covenant, in the New Testament, after the cross, and we see where Paul told the Galatians, if there was one law, even one, that could bring life or righteousness, then one would have been given. There wasn't one, not even the golden rule, right? Because it wasn't something new, it was something old. Right. And so where this idea comes from, what what Paul had probably read, he knew the scriptures. Paul knew the scriptures well, being a Pharisee, being a Jew, and, and having lived his whole life that way. He probably knew Leviticus 18.5. It says, you shall... Therefore, keep my statutes and my rules. If a person does them, he shall live by them. Or uh, for the man who does these things will live by them. And other places in the Old Testament scriptures where it said, you know, if you do these things, you'll live. Do these things and you will live. And so Paul said, okay, probably. I mean, he's, I, I'm going to do these things and I'm going to find life in doing these things. However, you know, the truth was revealed to him about the gospel and what Paul ended up saying was was quite the opposite. What he ended up finding out was in, in Romans 7.10, Paul said, And the commandment, which was to bring life, I found to bring death. You see, that's really the only thing that could come from the, from the law. And the reason for that is because nobody can do it. You know, do these things and you shall live. Okay, well, I'm going to do these things. All right, well, no one has ever done these things. And so nobody can really find life in the law. And so when Jesus came ministering the law, when he came ministering the, the things of the law to the people who were under it, you know, because people will, will say to me, well, if... Jesus, if we're not supposed to walk according to Jesus' words, then why did he say them anyway, especially so close to the time when the new covenant that you're talking about was going to come about? <laughs> and that's, a, you know, it's, it's, it is a good question. But as we've said many times, he was doing it for the purpose, for the very reason that the law was given. Like what you were saying, he wanted these people who were zealous for the law to understand that through the law, they really could not find life. In his case, he was preaching the law to show them, wow, the law really does say that I have to, I have to do it in order to find life. I'm finding that I'm not doing it. And so the purpose was so that they would realize that they can't find life. Just like Paul had realized, the commandment, which was to bring life, really only brings death. And sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. They realized that the law is holy and just, and good, but they find that they just can't keep it. 
And so Jesus, who actually said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, he was preaching the law to the people who belonged to the, the, the lost sheep of the house of Israel for the purpose of pointing them away from this uh, fascination with the law, their, their zeal for the law, as Paul called it in Romans 10. They had a zeal for God, but it wasn't according to knowledge because they were trying to establish righteousness by the law. And so that was why Jesus came teaching a lot of these red letters that you'll find in red letter editions of the Bible. He came preaching these things, not because they actually have life in them, but because they will point people to the realization that they can't find life in them. Do these things and you shall live? Okay, let's let's do it, let's do it. So he, he came preaching these things. If you really want to follow the law, this is what it really is. The Sermon on the Mount, great example. The rich young ruler, great example. I've done these things. Well, you're, you're still lacking in something. So you need to realize that it's only by faith uh, that righteousness can really come about. Well, this one... Uh, went a little bit fast, as they always do. So we'll pick up on some of this next week. More about how the red letters were not always meant for you. So stick with us as we get back into it next week, right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.